Hello, St. Matthew's United Methodist Church, and those of you who are joining us online, uh, I'm Pastor Kelly. And I'm Pastor Dave. And thank you for joining us on this week's podcast. Uh, I'm really excited about this one. Uh, last week was great. Uh, I was just you're, super long-winded. You're long excited about them all, though, aren't I you? I mean, right, like I'm just... <laughs> it's like, Kelly, what are the what are the two things that are true? The sun is up, and I'm excited about something. That's probably that's probably fair. Um, but no, like in talking with you, and like I, I loved your, your sermon yesterday... Um, but I'm really excited about our conversation today. So, what are we talking about today? <laughs> well, we're talking about community. We're mm-hmm. talking about a community, uh, uh, not just the people that surround you, uh, but the people who support you, mm-hmm. and the people, you know, really the community of faith, and how folks around you help you to grow, and help you to be secure, help you to, you know, find the peace that, that, that we're all chasing. Uh, right. In one way or another. Right. Um, and the, the, you know, Jesus calls us to be in community. And that's, I think, why uh, he wants us to be there for each other mm. uh, and, and in healthy ways. And right. So we're, uh, I started the message yesterday um, using uh, Da Vinci's Last Supper, um, you know, famous, famous, one of the most famous pieces of art maybe ever, ever produced, ever mm-hmm. created. Um, but I find that. Um, that piece of art um, uh, is is very much rooted in Renaissance time, mm-hmm. and not in first century time. You know when the first supper, when when the last supper actually happened, right? Uh, and so, yeah, in the message, you know, I pointed out at some of the the Renaissance era <laughs> uh, kind of kind of characteristics of the of the painting. And we talked about the painting itself and and how it's uh, being lost to us, uh, you know, due to damage and mm-hmm. you know all those kind of circumstances. And that history of it is pretty cool. I get off on just get all kind of excited in yeah. doing that kind of research and learning about um, things that I've seen. You know, since mm-hmm. it's, everybody's seen it, I've seen it since I was a kid. Right. Uh, but and when you get to to learn about it and really dig into it and find there's layers of depth and. Mm-hmm. And uh, detail that you just didn't know about. I get excited. I like doing yeah. that. See, Dave's excited too. Uh, yes, that's right. Uh, that's right. Yeah, and and I love like so. We've been talking about story. We're mm-hmm. talking about sharing your own mm-hmm. story, and and you know, I love like as I, I don't know why it just hit me because I talked to Dave for like half an hour before we started, uh, but um, you know, even just the the way that you've structured this series as we've been you've been preaching through it. Um, and we've been doing these podcasts and like how understanding your individuality and your uniqueness and how God's called you and created you, but then also understanding the importance you have in community and that you need, you got to be around people to share your story. And now we're kind of going into like, and then how do you stay supported and encouraged as you're living that out? And so it's just, it's really neat how intentionally you've structured all of this. And I'm so glad I'm finally catching on, (laughs) but even Da Vinci's painting, right? Like, you know, you're so nice. You're like, Oh, it's, it's heavily influenced by the Renaissance. And I'm like, it's only, (laughs) there's, there is nothing in here (laughs) except the names of the people (laughs) are the only thing that like are from the, you know, the gospel accounts. Right. And, um, you know, for humor's sake, like, you know, Thomas's finger, like, (laughs) And and I was telling Dave on Sunday, like I was laughing uncontrollably because of his face and the finger. Because the finger's like this big, like it's huge. Yeah, if you go, yeah. go find, look at find it. a find a copy of the painting <laughs> and zoom in on the on Thomas who's who's sitting just to the right of Jesus. 
but and you made the joke about how like I need a table for twenty six because thirteen of us are going to sit on one side. <laughs> um, but like you said, like there's so much about and and I was talking to you this about this before, but um, I'm fascinated by Da Vinci's own interpretation because we know that like Da Vinci like was it uh, when he had work to do. Mm-hmm. Like these were things he cared about and they were important to him. So like his interpretation of this and then his, uh, his art production of it, right. Um, is not something he took lightly. And mm-hmm. so, uh, I've never met Da Vinci, uh, despite what some people might think. Um, but I'd be fascinated to sit with Da Vinci and go like, Hey, so how do you understand this? The last supper and why is this the interpretation you came up with? Mm-hmm. Um, which leads us into, this other gentleman you found, so uh, yeah. So there was there's uh, a, another there's another painting called The Last Supper uh, that was uh, oh it was commissioned in '98 I believe. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a fairly the brothers recent. and sisters of the Catholic Church, right? I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they um, they so they commissioned this this guy. His name is uh, Bodan Piasecki, uh, Polish poet artist. Um, Anyway, painted this this alternative picture of the Last Supper that is historically more correct than the Da Vinci, you know, picture of it, and and it shows, and this is what I love about it. It shows that the the meal that they were having was first of all a, a traditional Jewish seder seder, seder yep. meal, Passover uh, at the Passover time, and it was always, always, always seders were always set in the family setting. Mm-hmm. It was all about family because, I mean, you were teaching uh, your kids through the repetition of this Seder meal. You were teaching them about, you know, our, your roots as a as a Jewish person and, mm-hmm. and about the Passover and the Exodus and how we were freed uh, from slavery uh, to the Egyptians. Uh, and so this, this integral part of their society and their culture was taught at the Seder meal. And so it doesn't really make sense to pull the Seder meal out of kind of a family context. But if you look at the Da Vinci painting, which is, you know, what we've all grown up with, it's all, it's just the, just the disciples. There's no family. And, and Da Vinci pulled that. I mean, the, the scripture doesn't say anything about the family families being there, Absolutely. families being there. Uh, and maybe they were and just not mentioned, or maybe mm-hmm. they weren't. I mean, but either way, uh, the uh, disciples would have known this was a family meal and that Christ was talking about creating a new family, a, a new community of, well, a community of faith. Those who all followed Christ would form this new kind of family, mm-hmm. not to replace or to, to, to put aside that old family or the biological family, right. but to say this is something new. And through this new thing, you will be supporting one another just like a family does. You'll right. be growing as a family, and you'll be part of this family, this group of people, this community. Because I, I firmly believe that that Christ calls us into community. Mm. That we can't be Christian so much without that community um, to support us and for us to help support yeah. others. Um, and so, I think that was the lesson that the disciples got that we don't see so much in the Da Vinci you know, representation of it, <laughs> you know, no, no kids, no, uh-huh. you know, it's all, um, you know, the glassware, the, the, the bread that's on the table looks like to me, it has, it has leavening. Peter's in it. got a knife. Yes, uh, yes, yeah. It's all of that. Well, and everybody in, and you know, like we were kind of talking about too, is 
you know, the moment that Da Vinci catches mm-hmm. that decides to that he decides to represent is where Jesus is essentially said that he's going to be betrayed by somebody who sits at the table. And and the chaos that ensues is the mm-hmm. moment that Da Vinci is focused on. And you're talking about the Seder and so I'm I'm not a scholar. I'm not a I'm not an authority on these subjects, but the little I do know, I do know that it was a family meal. I do know that like everybody had a role. So it wasn't just the adult males or man, males who would be part. Everybody would participated in the mm-hmm. seder, and everybody mm-hmm. had an integral part. Mm-hmm. The kids had parts. Mm-hmm. Like everybody was involved, and so. This painting you're representing and you're and you're talking about one of the reasons I love it so much uh, is it's warmer. Mm-hmm. It's got a warmth to it, uh, and that's because of the tone of it or whatever the the style it was done in. But also, like the seder to me was this time of remembrance, but it was also this time of confession to God of like that we're complicated beings and that there's good in us and there's things we're struggling through too. Mm-hmm. And these were all discussed. Mm-hmm. At this moment and 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 during this meal, and so, uh, and that Jesus is sitting there with them, eating with them, and doing this with them, is to me it's almost as good as it gets. Because maybe that's because I'm an East Coast Italian kid, and I just love to eat, especially pasta. <laughs> um, but if you were to ask me what I want to go do with you, mm-hmm. I want to go eat with you. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. that's like you know, like I don't get me wrong, we could do other fun stuff too. But like I just love breaking bread with people. Yes. And like we talked about communion and like this type of thing. And so the last supper is Jesus saying, as I have modeled to you also do. And like, when I think about a family or a faith community, a faith family that I want to be a part of, I want to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's where I want to be. And lastly, so you talk about that God created us for community I'm the weird person who goes, well, God's not even alone. So God is, you know, three persons in one. So Mm -hmm. like God isn't even alone. And Mm -hmm. so if we're creating the image of our creator, male and female, right? Like all of us together, then of course I have this yearning to be with other people Mm -hmm. and to be known Mm -hmm. and to know, right? Because Mm -hmm. God is (laughs) at the default, God's that way. And so if you are a person who's struggling with this idea of like, you know, we're pandemic and we're not totally through all that yet. And we've got a very divisive culture and there's all this stuff happening that like keeps us apart. There might be some things that people are kind of yearning for that we're kind of touching on right mm-hmm, now. Right. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Um, w- w- you're right. The, the pandemic, if, if nothing else has really taught us how much community means because it's been taken away from us in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a very significant way, I think. Yeah. And and learning kind of how to live again, which is where we are, I think is really uh, us trying to figure out how do we get into community again? How can we, we build that or rebuild that? Um, and for a lot of folks, the world after COVID, it's going to be very different than the world before COVID. Yeah. I mean, even here at the church, I mean, we have a number of folks who were here before, but, you know, the mix of people is very different now than it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's true, true everywhere and probably even in workplaces and, and other places where we find community. Um, you know, those communities are going to be made up 
in different ways and probably of different people too. So how do we, how do we reconnect right. to, to satisfy that yearning? I think that God has put within us. Yeah. I think uh, to piggyback on that, I think so. So a place that I start, right. Is um, I think the disciples trust Jesus. I think there's a trust there that, what you, what I would clarify, or what I would consider a good faith community, is one that is trustworthy. Mm-hmm. So, doesn't mean we won't have conflict, and it won't mean it doesn't mean that we won't hurt each other, right? So, for me, part of the way of understanding mature faith people are good, or faith people who are who are love the Lord and love each other, is where there is struggle, there is conflict that we resolve it together, and we and we love each other through it, mm-hmm. right? Like, there's a difference between like preparing for the inevitable or pretending it's never going to happen. That's also not true. And so, you know, what I'm, we're not saying, right. Is if you've been hurt or you've been abused or like there's been significant harm done to you, we're not like, well, go back into that community because you need to be in there. That's not it at all. What, what I, but for me, like, so there's a trust. There is a, in my attempt, at least in the spaces that I get to be a part of is trying to create safe space for people. Um, and hold that. Uh, and my hope then is, and it is the people that I've gotten to know too, that like, I know care about me have also tried to hold that space for me. Um, and what's fascinating to me is like, you know, I read into scripture way more than I probably should. Uh, and, and that's me code for saying like, I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, but so I, I think, right. Like, so when I think about Jesus's day, I'm like, okay, so these people are like born into a community and they probably die in that community. There's not a lot of movement, right? And so the roots they have go very, very deep. Mm-hmm. And I think about my context where it's like the average person who works at a job is changing jobs every two years. Like, I I can't get to know anybody and even to, mm-hmm. like, it's not enough time. And so like, now you're talking about, I need to, I want to like trust people and open up to them on things that are difficult. And like those roots are only going so deep before I get, I feel like I get moved to something else or like mm-hmm. life happens or something and there's mm-hmm. transition. Mm-hmm. Um, I share that for context purposes. So if you are a person who is currently in that type of season where COVID cut your roots and you were forcibly <laughs> removed from the people yeah. that you were connected to. And as you've mm-hmm. come back into spaces that, were those spaces that may not feel the same mm-hmm. or COVID might've been a catalyst for you to be like, Hey, the spaces I'm currently in are not safe, good spaces. Um, that's, that's a part of our context. We are, we are not people who typically stay in a spot for long, you know, and, and maybe, you know, technology helps us with that and that we're not so geographically bound to our support structure Mm -hmm. or to our community of faith. Right. I mean, that's, that's going to be, you know, through things like podcasts and, and digital (laughs) and digital small groups and things, things of that nature, perhaps that becomes shameless plug there, Dave. But, but really maybe that's, that helps us to, to put down deep roots, even though we're geographically, you know, changing all the time. Yeah. Um, in that we, we, we find those connections to folks. Um, but I mean, I, I don't want folks to ever 
shy away from personal kind of contact. Of and, course. And the, the in-person kind of connection. I think that's valuable. Yeah. And so to put my, my foot in my own mouth. So we, we, uh, there was something I was a part of this last weekend where I talked about digital community and in-person community. I was trying to explain to people how we marry the two. And so, um, in talking about how people in ancient days would put deep roots down, unless, you know, you got taken over by a foreign power that destroyed you and displaced you, which is also fairly common. So maybe the whole analogy doesn't stand up, but like when I think about Paul, right? So Paul goes on these journeys and, and helps develop faith communities, mm-hmm. right? Exactly what we're talking about. Yes. Like, and then Paul's only interaction with them after that is technology. It's letters. So if they had questions, they would find out where he was <laughs> and they would send him a letter. And then one of his scribes would probably write it. No, but like, but he would read that and then he would send them something back. And this was the, how they stayed connected as people. Mm-hmm. And so I think part of the other thing that's really important to me is I've talked about like the difficulty of finding community. And like, if we've been hurt, it's even harder, I think, to trust, mm-hmm. to open up. But to Dave's point, you know, whether that's in a digital space is where you kind of dip your toe in the water and you start to like find that for yourself or it's in a physical space and hear me clearly too. I think you need both. Now, if you're a person who doesn't do digital online, that's fine. But if you are a person who's drawn to digital and online, you also need in person. Like they are, they are, yeah. it is important. Yeah, right. Um, but what I'm saying is I think it's important to try to work through what you can to get plugged in somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, the fear of being hurt again or the fear, and I'm not saying go back into the place that burned you. That's not what I'm saying. Um, but the fear of like, well, if I pour in, then these people are going to get taken away from me anywhere. I'm going to have to move into the next thing is not helpful. It's not going to help you have the relationships you have and the connections mm-hmm. you have and live out what I think we're talking about is God is trying to like draw you into is if you live like one foot in, one foot out, um, it's not helpful. It, it, I think it actually causes more harm if you're just waiting for it to go bad or for it to change or for you to lose it. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that is, and I've, and I'm speaking from experience where I've done that before, where I'm like, okay, I've been hurt or I'm just waiting for the next thing anyway. So I'm only going to be there for a couple months. Well, then why would I open up to people? And you know what happens? If I don't, then like I feel awful because I'm a golden retriever and I want to get to know I'm a puppy. Like I'm just like, ah, people, right? So if I withhold parts of myself, it actually causes me damage. Right. Um, And so it's figuring out the ebb and flow of being authentic, sharing your story, putting roots down uh, in whatever communities you feel drawn to and creating that space for you and for others um, is, in my opinion, is like one of the mandates of the gospel, mm-hmm. right? Like this is, the, and so when Jesus says this, I'm not talking about like rules, like commandments. What I'm talking about is like Jesus is saying for our own good, it's to understand that like we were developed from a communal God. So you will yearn for this. You want this at, at levels that don't necessarily click here. They're mm-hmm. just a part of your person. Mm-hmm. And so you're seeking for those things to be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't say it was easy to find. Uh, I think this is part of the next part of the conversation, right? Is like, what do you do when you found that? 
Actually, no, no. Let's talk about when it's gone good. So I know you've been a part of some some sure communities that were awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what were some hallmarks? So if if somebody, for example, like just talk to me because I need this. Um, but if somebody's listening to this and they're like, "Oh, I want that," mm-hmm. what are some ways that you knew you had found that? So the. So the the places where I've been, where I I found that genuine kind of community, um, are places where I have found that I've grown the most mm. personally. Okay, um, they're places where I've been able to to ask questions. They've been places where I didn't have to be, worry about you know being judged or being hurt. Right. Uh, you know, and sometimes that will happen, but it's unintentional. Right. Um, and you know, so there's, there's a line there. Um, but, but it's places where I felt like I was home. Yeah. You know, places that felt mm. like a healthy family. I mean, and I understand that not all families are healthy. Um, but this was, uh, uh, the, you know, these faith communities are always places where you feel at home, where everybody is, is looking out for one another, um, mm. where we're really being, you know, community as Jesus kind of um, foresaw it and desired for us. Right. Um, you know, back in the 90s, I guess, small groups and, um, you know, started to be the the fad. Cell uh, groups. Yeah, cell groups, those kind of things. Uh, you, you know, churches were, were recognizing that uh, you can't get close to 100 people or 500 people or however big the church is. <laughs> but really groups of a dozen or so. Um, seemed to be the right size because you could really form a family unit mm-hmm. um, where you could you could you could find that 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 genuine community uh, in groups about that size and so s- small groups cell groups uh, life groups you know different churches different times different eras that we've named them differently um, John Wesley you know Dick used used them as well so this goes back a long time yeah um, because there's something powerful about it. Um, you know, the apostles, I mean, there were probably a reason there were 12 because that's kind of the, the sweet spot right. in, in forming community. But in finding those kind of groups, um, either by design in a church that's trying to design, encourage its members to, to form those groups or, or just accidentally by saying, Oh, there's, you know, there's three or four other couples here that I'm kind of meshing with. And, you know, start doing stuff together. Um, yeah. I, that's, I, I think you said some things in the beginning there too that are so important to, so there's a lot of debate, I think, around looking for community that God is calling you to and consumerism. And I think there's mm-hmm. times mm-hmm. where they get confused. And I think there's times where things get mislabeled. Um, and so like I would say here on the record, that if you're trying to find a faith community, well done. I don't care how you're looking. Mm-hmm. I don't even care what your metrics are, maybe. But like, if you're like putting yourself out there trying to find places to be connected, like, wonderful, keep doing it, right? Mm-hmm. And I think at times, like, people get, like, we think of like, well, I can't shop around. And I'm like, wait. What does that even mean? Like, does that mean like, you know, I've literally like, I've got like an Excel spreadsheet where I'm comparing like the different products and like what they offer and everything else. So for example, right? Like 
I have a young family. Mm-hmm. Probably you're not going to find me at a church that doesn't have a young family thing, like your kids, like because please take my children so I can get a break. And I'm just kidding. But like, right. So like, that's a, that would be like a box. Right. But you also said something. So, so in that you're going to find things, I think that relate to like your current place in life. There's things that you might relate Mm -hmm. to. Mm -hmm. Um, But you said a word there. I think that's really important. What you said, safe, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, elephant in the room. The evangelical church in America does not have the best reputation currently publicly as being the safest place. (laughs) Well, just whether that's represented properly or misrepresented and with COVID and all these other things with people that I would call displaced or trying to find community, right? Typically the people I meet and I'm talking to that are in this part of their journey have all of this other baggage that they either didn't create or they've experienced where the church and people in the church are immediately before you even go in the door are not safe. Mm-hmm. And so it's really important, I think, where when I'm talking about safety, I'm talking about trust. And safety and trust, I think, take time for you to understand that a place is safe or that you can trust people. So maybe you like you bond with people over like a common interest. You know, uh, for us, it's craft beverages. Uh, <laughs> uh, and there's other things we talk shop on that, like, I love hanging out with you, right? And we've bonded over those things. Um, but as I've gotten to know you as my friend and as somebody who cares about me, like, you have become safe space because you've earned that. You didn't just start as being like, oh, I trust Dave. Uh, well, well, a relationship doesn't start with, you know, one meeting. And you can't. Find a trust, a, a, a safe community of people that are trustworthy if you go there one time mm-hmm. and you don't connect with anybody and then you leave. So my nudge of encouragement is that if you are in a season where you're trying to find this, it's not like you're walking into H-E-B or to a grocery store right, right. and you get to run through. It's people. People are complex at times, and I would argue most of the time, are wonderful, fantastic, doing really cool stuff. And sometimes there's some difficulty, and that happens. But if I want to be a person who trusts other people, as I'm navigating things that I've been through, it's going to take me time mm-hmm. in, in those contexts. So so it's not as simple as walking into a church and going, oh, this is... This is it. This is perfect. Like, wonderful. Like, it will take you time. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we're talking about relationships, and we're talking about something deeper than mm-hmm. just the surface. Right. Of, of, and that's all you'll get the first time you're in a church. Right. And that's really all you'll get probably the first time you meet somebody. Right. Um, you know, you have to develop this trust, and, and it takes time, and it takes effort and intentionality and all mm-hmm. those kind of things. Um. And so you walk into a church the the very first time, and you're uh, you pay attention to you know the, the music and the songs that are being played, or maybe the the preaching and you know the quality of the the message. Is it entertaining? Is it you know? Uh-huh. Um, are there things you know the kids are, are they going to be entertained? All those kind of things. <laughs> yeah. And and all of those have some importance to them, mm-hmm. but uh, and this kind of brings us back to um, you know this is a story of of your communion. 
uh, communion comes from the word community, mm-hmm. um, how we're bound together. Right. Um, and to kind of judge a community just by the way it looks or feels and not about the, you know, where you fit in that community mm-hmm. or where that community fits for you. Um, you know, that's, that's to me, that's gets into that consumeristic piece. Yeah. If you're looking just at the color, if you're looking just at the, the, the size, if you're looking just at the, uh, you know, location or, or, you know, those kind of things, that's more of the consumeristic because you're, you know, you, 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 you go through those things to, to get to the relationships are the relationships possible there? Are they there for us? Uh, is there a place for us to, to give and to receive, uh, in the community of faith that is there? You know, I kind of go back and forth Uh, in my mind in a perfect world, you know, folks would move to a location and you just find the the local church and you join the the local church and then everybody in that community would be represented there in that church, Um, (laughs) you know, um, and and for good or for bad, you would, you know, that's where you'd be. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's the ideal world, world, not necessarily you know, not the world that, that we're in. We live in yeah. There's much more com- complexity that goes in there. Uh, I don't think I could ever, you know, I think it would be rare for me to move anywhere and just find the first church that I walk into to be the, the one that I feel like right. is, is where God's leading me to. Um, but so, you know, how you were brought up in the faith, if you have a background, I was, um, you know, I was Baptized as a Methodist, mm-hmm. been Methodist all my life, and so he's very Methodist. Methodist is <laughs> the, the Methodist way of uh, forming communities and of mm-hmm. theology and all that is is the way I think and the way I feel. I've been formed in that way, mm-hmm. and so it would be tough for me to go to another denomination. Not to say there's there's anything wrong with any of those others, but they're not the tradition that I grew up in. Uh, I'm not going to feel as comfortable being there. Um, Right. Uh, at first, uh, if there's um, if I give it time uh, and can form those relationships, perhaps that becomes more comfortable to me. Yeah. But it, but there's a um, you know there's 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 a uh, it's it's hard to say. You know we kind of walk through that consumeristic piece before we get to the the deeper um, kind of relationship piece. Yeah, I think, and and I, I brought up consumerism because it's it's just a buzzword I hear yeah, all the time, and yeah. it drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think there's a discernment process a person goes through. So there's something else you said earlier that I thought it really resonated with me even right now, which was you go in a situation, you go around people, and the way that they're talking, you immediately know if you can be yourself or not. Oh yeah, right. And like this is something I'm currently walking through in circles mm-hmm. that I'm a part of. I'm like, oh, I can't share what I think here. So I immediately go, this place, this place is not mm-hmm. safe for me. Mm-hmm. So I know that like I can be here in whatever capacity I need to be, but this is not the place that I'm going to use that space for. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so when we're talking about like the consumerism, right, of like, hey, these are things that I know. So I know, for example, like I'm a dad. You're also a dad. Uh, but my kids are little. Uh, and so I know that like part of where I'm going to spend my time because the amount of bandwidth I have and the energy I have and like what I can do is going to be in a place where people are going to like other, other people are going to have children and there's people there I can trust with my kids. Mm -hmm. That is, that is, I know when I go into an environment or a community of faith that I'm going to put roots in, that has to be a part of it because Mm -hmm. 
that's a part of my life that is very important to me and my spouse. And like, this is something we're looking for. We're not, we're not like going to multiple churches going, well, you know, uh, that's not state of the art and that's not that like, um, I think that the, the shift that we need to make or not, we need to make, but, but a helpful lens to look through is one of, um, and I think this was exacerbated in COVID with social media and, and our current climate around certain things is we've become very hyper fixated and sensitive to all of the things we disagree on. And at times disagreement can turn into unsafe places when, when it's not that disagreement can't happen, but just because I might do something a little bit differently, mm-hmm. doesn't mean I can't be in community with you. Mm-hmm. And like, this is the thing I want to kind of mm-hmm. bring back to, I don't need state of the art children's ministry stuff. I don't need a 65 inch plasma in the kid's wing and puppet shows every week and them raffling off iPads because those things aren't important to me. What's important is like, I know that like the person that I'm entrusting my child's care to cares about them and cares about us. And I know that like, this is a safe space for them. Mm -hmm. Um, And so what I'm, super long-winded in. But what I'm trying to get at is let, let's let's reframe consumerism with you're going through things and discerning if, if you can trust the people and the things that would allow you to trust them further. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably a way to like, mm-hmm. that's helpful is like, mm-hmm. oh, like when I first got to know you, I was like, okay, I like him. He's cool. Like he's way different than I thought he was going to be, uh, which I still remind you of. Um, but as we've talked about things and as I've kind of picked your brain on things and, and our friendship has grown, uh, you exhibited early on that like I could trust you, mm-hmm. but over time I've begun to trust you more because I was like, oh, I can. Mm-hmm. And you've proven that, mm-hmm. right? Not because mm-hmm. I tested you. And I think finding a faith community of people is very similar. I don't think personally... I really don't think the parameters of being in a faith community are nearly as difficult as we make them. If that's fair. Yeah. I think I think sometimes we like think things need to be a certain way and I'm like mm-hmm. I don't, like Jesus had a tax collector and a zealot sitting at the same freaking table. I'm like how did Judas just not choke one of them, right? Like <laughs> like so even Jesus's table is incredibly diverse with people who care about very different things. Mhm. What they're unified in is their treatment of one another and that they care for one another and that they're committed to what Jesus is trying to do. Mm-hmm. That's what unifies mm-hmm. them. And mm-hmm. so like, I don't have to vote like you. I don't have to look like you. And we don't have to agree on all of that other stuff. But if you treat me well and you care about me and you, you're you good to me, then we're fine. <laughs> like it, well, and and we're kind of getting back to the the whole idea of communion right. in church, you know. So communion for a lot of people means the 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 service. Well, whatever the service, whatever the tradition is that we have on on Sunday mornings in worship. Sure, I mean, but Jesus did that to teach us something. <laughs> so, and he's trying to teach us, and he did this for his disciples by placing it in a seder. Uh, that we are family together, family of faith. Right. Um, you know, the scripture passages say, 
you know, Jesus says you can define your family by by those who have faith with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and we pulled a passage from Mark yesterday or at, on Sunday that, that talked about that, how Jesus defined family as the family of faith. Mm-hmm. These are your brothers and sisters uh, that surround you. And when we come to communion um, in, you know, once a month or whatever the tradition is in church, we're saying that this is a family table. We're coming together. Right. Christ is at the head. Um, and it's we're bound together and we're family. Um, and stuff that happens within churches that help to to cause schisms and to, to split mm-hmm. and for people to leave the church, I think those things happen because we've really misunderstood that we are a family. We're not just a bunch of individuals that happen to be in the same room worshiping, singing the same songs. Right. We're bound together. That's we're we're a new family. And and Jesus calls us to support each other, create safe space to support in in every way, you know, uh, that that word can be defined to support one another. Just like just like a biological family would be. Uh for me in working with um uh, uh, uh biological families that are are broken in some way mm-hmm. being able to say that the church is the place is the family uh is the perfect family um that that Christ calls us to be so mm-hmm. even if your biological family is messed up in some way or hurtful in some way mm-hmm. you can find a family here in church yeah and and that satisfies us uh in in a way that probably nothing else does yeah i it, it's Everything you're saying, like, I mean, like, Jesus calls people and goes, hey, leave what you're doing and come with me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but, like, have lives. Like, <laughs> what, what do you mean? And and I think sometimes there's a misunderstanding of, like, Jesus doesn't call you out to be alone. Mm-hmm. This is the individualistic thing mm-hmm. you're touching on, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, like, you know, when you're asking people to create safe space with you, for you and you're communicating needs, this is the other thing that's critically important. People don't know what you need if you don't ask for it <laughs> you can't assume like like a place doesn't become unsafe because you didn't communicate a need like this is this is for me this is one of the indicators of a of a good faith community that's living this out is when like i disagree with you mm-hmm. and i can tell you mm-hmm. and we can like work through it yeah like that's that's where like I'm like that's one of my indicators of like oh I know now like you mm-hmm. care about me mm-hmm. because you think what's, my take is stupid. <laughs> well, and what's more important, our agreement or disagreements, or is it Christ who's bringing us together? Where where is the important piece of that? Can we see past our own stuff to see Christ in one another? And it's and it's I think the prioritization of what's actually and really important. Mm-hmm. When you're called to the community of faith and the family of faith, what I think Jesus is establishing here is not the rules. I got in trouble with this one time. It's like, the rules of the house are this. And I'm like, and I'm kind of sticking to it because the rules of the house are that we love God with everything we have and we love each other as we love ourselves. Those are the rules of the house. Like, I don't care. They're on the wall. Deal with it. Uh, <laughs> but in that, like, that's what we're now accountable to and 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 drawn to. And Jesus is living this out, not going, in my opinion, is not going... Because you're lacking in all these areas, you have to do this and da 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 da. I'm like, that is fulfilled purpose. Mm-hmm. Like we we're talking about last mm-hmm. week and every week leading up to this week is all these things we talked about with like call and fulfillment and loving God and loving other people and doing everything we can to like live those purposes out. 
this is the place where that is manifest. It's yes, in the, the family of faith where, mm-hmm. oh, like I was created for this. And so the question I, I proposed before of like, I've had that before. Mm-hmm. And one of the hardest things I go through is when there's transition or change where I then have to go find that somewhere else. And I'm like, oh no, I'm never going to find this again. And it's tough. Um, but I know now this, this last supper we're talking about, this, this Seder dinner in the midst of communion table and what Jesus is talking about modeling, I think as family of faith and how good it can be, right? Where there's something in you that unlocks going, oh, this is what this is like. Mm -hmm. This is awesome. Um, where we're not individuals, but we're together and that's good and it's safe and it's, and it's holy and it's wonderful. Um, and so out of all the things we've shared today, right, no matter where you're at on that spectrum, maybe you're like, you've got it, keep it. Uh, or you're like, you've been hurt and you don't know like how to grieve that. Or the groups you're in are people you really care about, but you're not like, you can't, sh- you don't feel like you can share like your real authentic self and mm-hmm. be that va- like, and it still be whatever. Mm-hmm. Or like, you're in a transition phase of like you had it and now it's gone in the way that you understood it. And now you have to go find it somewhere else. Or maybe God's called you to go build it with other people. Um, it's all complex. It, there's complex nuance to all of that. But what I'm, what I essentially, I think I'm trying to get at and summarize with is um, God is with us. God did not call us to be alone. Um, you are loved. You do matter. Uh, and so does everybody else. Mm-hmm. And so finding ways to to open yourself up and to find communities where you can be and have that, but also create that for other people, that's that's the sweet spot. Mm-hmm. We're in it together. So find a way to go do it with <laughs> together with people. Well, I mean, what, what you're describing is communion, to be in communion with each other. Right. Um, which is what we do in that ceremony that's in, in worship. But the meaning is um, that we are a family centered around Christ, remembering what he's done for us. Uh, and the things that he's done pull us together. Right. And creates that safe space for us, mm. or at least it's intended to be. Um, and for folks who don't have that, you know, I pray that they find it. Um because it's it's the place where growth happens. It's the place where peace can be found. It's the place where where things are as they should be, um, and it's all there. You know that's why communion is so central to our worship and to our faith, and why it's one of our sacraments is because it is the basis of the gospel mm. um, to be you know in, in being lived out. Amen, brother. I love it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> cool, uplifting, encouraging message this week. Let's go. Awesome. You want to pray us out? Well, let, let me uh, make sure. I want I want y'all to be able to see this, uh, the Last Supper painting. Uh, the artist's oh, the name guys. is yeah. uh, Bodan Piasecki. Uh, so B-O-H-D-A-N. Uh, last name is P-I-A-S-E-C-K-I. Google that. Check out his, his uh, rendition of The Last Supper. I have it hanging in my office. You can come by and check it out if you want. Uh, but it is uh, it is the Last Supper uh, as a Seder. 
uh, mm-hmm. using all the traditions and all of the imagery and, you know, historically correct clothing and, uh, you know, settings of, of all sorts, but it's, it's really remarkable. Uh, it's, it's not Da Vinci's, um, but it's probably, uh, uh, more true to what Jesus, uh, was intending, um, in the last supper. It's fascinating to me, man. What a, what a weird microcosm of everything we just talked about thematically represented in two different pictures. Mm-hmm. Like the turmoil of difficulty and unsafe or trying to find community is represented in an image, image in, in Da Vinci's where people are not okay. They're scared. They're anxious. Right? And then there's this other picture where like everybody's connected. Mm-hmm. Everybody's close. There's warmth. Um, they're eating together. There's children present. Mm-hmm. So like for me, like that's one of those pictures I want. The other one I want nothing to do with. <laughs> uh, and I think that's kind of mm-hmm. essentially what we talked about, which mm-hmm. is like, you know, that, I'm not dunking on Da Vinci, but like I think when we're looking for the community we're talking about and trying to encourage people to find, as God's trying to lead you to it too, like you're not alone in that pursuit. Um, I think it looks a lot like that picture, mm-hmm. um, especially because somebody would have been feeding me. <laughs> food food is good I like food food is good alright brother alright let's pray oh great and gracious God for all of those who are listening to me pray right now who who don't have a community of faith who don't have a, a picture of this or an expression of this new family that Christ mm-hmm. desires for each of us Lord I pray for each of those folks I pray that you give them the wisdom and the energy to get out and to find that community. And Lord, I ask that you lead them there. Lord, that you help each of us to find and to, to build communities of faith that feed us, that help us to know that we are yours and that you belong to us. Lord, thank you for the gift of your grace the gift of the gospel message that pulls us all together in your precious and holy name. And Lord, these things we pray in that very name. Amen. Amen. I'm Pastor Kelly. And I'm Pastor Dave. And we will catch you on the next one.